may not have a film fixation, but we're here for a noir education. Beebidi-boo, doot-doodle-doo, Welcome to A Real Education Noir. I am Melissa, and I am joined, as always, by... Allie. And by... Tanya. And the three of us are going to watch Rufifi tonight. So, ladies, what do you know about Rufifi? I know that your lovely husband yeah. enjoys this film quite. I got to say the yes. word. Um, <laughs> listeners, Melissa got married last weekend. Yay! <laughs> so I'm being a good friend and now teasing. Yay! Look, you got married. <laughs> um, I know your husband likes this movie, so therefore yes. I know this movie must be amazeballs. Yeah. That's what I know about this movie. Because my husband is picky yes. about, about uh, I, I, I tend to like things that he likes we have yeah. pretty pretty similar tastes <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile meanwhile my husband is behind us with a grover puppet it, it, yeah it is yeah. coming closer oh! Oh! okay he's so friendly oh he's smiling it's great okay <laughs> grover's Hi. always smiling Hi, grover <laughs> grover has, has the creepy hands so <laughs> Okay, so I'm very sorry. That's very visual, dear listeners, which doesn't work on a podcast. Oh, I'm being stalked by Grover. Okay. Uh, All right. So, right, uh, so what do you Rufi- know about this oh, movie? Yes. Uh, you can say it funny. Rufifi. Rufifi. Uh, okay. So it's not a movie about a mongoose. And uh, like Ricky Tiki Tabby. Thank you. And <laughs> thank you, husband. It's, it's not a movie about a police dog. Okay. That's Rin Tin Tin. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I don't have any more silly things to say. Well, it is it is French. Okay. So okay. we got we're we're into foreign noir again. Yes. Uh, 1955. So this is the same year as our immediately previous movie, uh, which was Kiss Me Deadly. It's also like Kiss Me Deadly, a very important film in terms of how it influenced films that came after it. Yeah. Uh, the full title of it is Du Rufifi chez le Homme. Oh, okay. And uh, Rufifi is basically French slang for macho brutality posturing sort of Shalom? thing. L apostrophe H O M M E. I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to translate oh, the French. Chez like house. Yeah, house of the man. Le. Yeah, House of the Men. Okay. House of Men, uh, House of Brutal Men. Okay, cool. Of, yeah, yeah. I did it! Yay! Even though my French pronunciation sucks. So yeah, this is a movie by a director named Jules Dussin, who, who you have seen work by before because he did Night in the City. Ah. ah, he's an American director. Um, this was made while he was blacklisted, and by the time he made this movie, he had been out of work for like four years. Okay, and so he took this basically French directing job just out of necessity, and and even so, this is a movie that was made on the cheap. Like when he later told people how much money it was made for, they laughed at him thinking he was joking. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> the total budget was something like two hundred thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. So really, really cheaply made movie. Made in France, in French, with French actors, you know, not and nobody really famous at all in it. Um maybe the most famous 
person in it is uh, Magali Noel, who is just a bit actress in the film. She's one of uh, Fellini's favorite yeah. ladies. Uh-huh. So, like, if you know your Fellini, you'll recognize her, but that's pretty much about it. But this is a movie that redefined heist movies. Oh. So, it's a lot of fun to watch. I oh, I'm excited. Really like yeah, I'm you super said excited heist now. movie. Exactly. Like, oh, well then. Yes. <laughs> so, this movie does owe a lot to um, The Asphalt Jungle, which okay, we have already okay. seen. Yep. It, it precedes, Asphalt Jungle precedes this, but this, um, you will see where it kind of takes it into the modern era. Between this movie and another French noir that was released at about the same time called uh, Bob Le Flambeur, uh, which basically tram- uh, translates into uh, Bob the Gambler which we'll also watch, which is fantastic. Those two movies kind of both form the modern vernacular of the heist film. Okay. So Nice. Anyway, let's have fun watching it. Yay! Yay! So, dear listeners, go find a copy of this uh, film for yourself. It is in the Criterion Collection. It's usually on Hulu Plus streaming. Um, It occasionally pops up other places as well. So uh, go enjoy it, and then we'll be back in a couple seconds to talk about it. Yay! And now we'll get ice cream. <laughs> Yay! What did you think of Rafifi? So good. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I could watch that a few more times. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it's super engaging. It's yeah. just I, I riveting. Could, and now having seen it, I could totally watch it without subtitles and just roll. Uh, I still like the subtitles, but that's because I'm trying to teach myself French again. Fair. Well, and, and you know, even if you don't speak French... A full quarter of this movie has zero, yeah, zero sound. Yeah. Yep. None whatsoever. Which is, of course, the thing that most people talk about after they they have seen the movie, because it is the centerpiece. It's like the star sapphire of this whole thing. Which which is interesting because the you know, the modern trope of a heist movie is that the heist is the star. And it's usually the climax, you know, it, you'd see it in Ocean's Eleven, mm-hmm. and, you know, and yep. copy and everything. And whereas this is, it's the center of the movie. Yeah. Like, it's a second act rather than third. Yeah. yeah, which was awesome because it meant I didn't know what the rest of the movie would exactly be. Oh, right. yeah. I mean, like, okay, when dude Casanova took his ring and, ugh. Moron! God damned idiots! Talk Mm. about bad decision, people. If Mm. he hadn't done that, they'd all be fine. Yup, exactly. But no, he had to take the ring that connected them to the thing, and 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 even then, it wouldn't have been so bad if he hadn't given it to the girl living in town. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the problem. Had he like gone back to Milan, yeah, or given it to some girl there, like it would have been fine. Yeah, but instead, Mm -hmm. he gave it. To a girl with connections to the criminal underground, you fucking idiot! Come <laughs> on. Yeah. Although I, 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 I think in the, I mean that's the whole point of it in the movie is that it's this 
perfectly executed heist. It, it is just yeah. it is art watching this it thing. Is go yeah. off. Gorgeous. It's beautiful. And then the fuck ups happen afterwards. Yes. Well, it's yeah. The human I mean, like, well, because fuck ups yeah. have to happen. Well, yeah. Otherwise. There's no film. There's yeah. no, yeah. It, there is no drama. <laughs> yeah, and I thought that that was tense. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was tense, and then. And then. And, and then. And then, and then, and then. And then, and then, yeah. and then. Oh, man. It just like, keeps snowballing forward. It's just, I, oh, it's part so of me wants to bitch slap this movie for making me so upset at it. Oh, my yeah. God. I was so mad at the end. Like you I, guys were so impassioned. Oh my god! I was like, yes, I, I'm don't sure. Fuck with the kids. Well, like, yeah. Well, like, it, it. See, you have you have that that aspect of being a mother. Yeah, and I'm just sitting there like you are so goddamn well, stupid. It was both of them <laughs> oh, for me. Oh yeah. So like, okay. So if they kidnapped his wife, I would have been just oh, yeah, as mad. Yeah, absolutely. Because oh my god, stupid mm, yeah. idiots. Yes. But then they added. It's a kid. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. fuck you. You don't have to do the kid thing. Like, yeah. the kid in danger thing, it just... It makes me upset. That's, that's kind of supposed to. Well, yeah, I it know, but it's like... <laughs> it's so easy. It's like, you didn't have to use the kid. The only but, reason the kid was there was so it was a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it... I don't know. It, it's a, I liked that they didn't use him, uh, his family, as a means of being like, oh, but he's a family man. So he just got, he just got like roped into this stuff and it wasn't, it was kind of, uh, it was a mistake. And like, you know, like yeah, trying to make yeah, it yeah, like yeah. he was a good guy that just made a poor decision. Yeah. And no, 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 no. The whole thing was his own damn idea. Yeah. So, he, he fucked it up. I mean, he got what he, oh, yeah. what he deserved in the end. Yeah. Because it was his fault. But yeah. So I did like that, that they didn't go that route with it. Yeah. No, it's just like, whenever they put a kid in danger, it just feels like an extra, like, twist that I don't need them to do. Sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's not just this movie, like other oh, movies yeah, yeah, do yeah. it all It's, the it's time. a common trope. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's just like, you know, kidnapping the woman. Yeah. Or, you know, she's there to be kidnapped. Or yeah. Like, stuffed in a refrigerator. Sure. Maybe yeah. In comics. Damn it. Uh, <sighs> Don't get me starting on fr- started on fridging, because I, I will. Oh, I know. Yep. yep I know. Yeah. <sighs> it, it, it's akin to frid- yes, fridging. Yes, it is. It, it is. is the child endangerment thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Though, I mean, I do like... That angle of you put the hood in conflict with he worked up to get all this money, and then you actually put something he actually cares about on the line. Yeah, something with it. more value than yeah. his money. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that part at least there was never it was never a question for him. Yeah, about the money or his kid. It was his kid every time. And yeah, he, and, and he does when they ask him what are you going to do with the money, he's like, I have a kid. Yeah, like mm-hmm. that's that's. All it is, it's, I did, and then his wife makes the comment that you realize his whole idea was, I don't want my kid to grow up poor like I did. Yeah. And it's so. she's kind of like, well, But you made poor decisions like an idiot. Yeah. And that doesn't have to be your kid's fate. Yeah. (laughs) And, and of course the point in uh, Tony recklessly driving across several cities with a gunshot wound and a child in the car with no seatbelts because the 50s. Mm. Yes. But. He, you know, even Tony, I mean, he's the godfather of this child. And Mm -hmm. therefore, you know, in his 
adult brain, he must save this child no matter what. And he's doing everything he can to bring the child and the money back to... Yeah, it is his his sole responsibility to get this child back to his mother. He he does not care if he's... that he's dying. He is trying to stay alive long enough to get the kid back. Mm Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's just... Uh, you know, oh god! Nail biting. Yes, I, I'm. You guys had like me in my perif- in your peripheries, just like tearing my hair out, almost literally. Mm-hmm. I just kept like pulling my hair back and tugging on it. I'm like, oh god, why mm-hmm. is this happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I said, and I, I, Coke doesn't exist in this country. What the fuck? No, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. That was that was the worst because I was totally thinking that too. Oh god, it's France. There's no Hays Code. Oh. No, 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 no. Speaking of it's France. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Nipples. Random yeah, nipples. There are nipples, nipples everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, and you know. On statue was on beautiful, but yeah. you know, not expected. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like, oh, France. Okay. Yeah. yeah, go France. Go France. I mean, should have been expected because France. But because but, France. But, but in yay! the kind of films that we normally watch, not such a thing that happens. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. so there was so there was a oh wow France. Well, yeah. and it wasn't presented in a way that was like. I mean, it was sexually, but not. No, it, was, it, it was just like, like a... this is this is a woman. She is not wearing a top. Any questions? Okay, yeah, good. no. Well, she, like well, she had a shoe. Well, thing, yes, right. yeah. Like with, yeah, with the most bizarre, like cantilevering underneath. Right, the but I mean, like the the, the, the women in bras, and then you yeah. know, like it was the 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 form was not really like really drawn. No attention was really drawn to it. Yeah, excessively. It was just like okay. Yeah, it's like it, yeah, So I, what? She's half naked. Oh, yeah, well. like yeah. I think I think the point was just like okay. Yeah, that's the girlfriend, and yeah. she was doing something in the other room, and here she comes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and nobody. Whereas, like, if and, it had been and, done in America, it would have been like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we we see um we see Ida um you know in that first scene you. Know, bathing mario mm-hmm. and, and and but it, all it serves is you know and she's like half dressed and she answers the door that way but all it does is serve to to it establishes the dynamic of their relationship yeah. later she's doing the dishes without pants on mm-hmm. you know it's like yeah that's just that is their relationship and i appreciated that actually. yeah because yeah. it was, it was not like, like they they yeah. had a you know they, they were having fun together yeah and... yeah they were comfortable they were happy yeah, yeah. Yeah. That made me so mad when they died. So mad. Yeah, well, oh, God, yeah. I mean, by that point, stupid moron had already done the ring thing. Oh, I know. So I know. they were fucked. I, I had a pretty good idea of it. I was kind of hoping that she would somehow yeah, survive like, it, that well, they would, like, just knock her out or something and no, trust that she would be too scared to say I, anything. Yeah. I don't know. I hoped. Yeah, I really I hoped. Because, I understand. Because Hayes Code... Yeah. Would have meant that she would have lived. Well, except for Hayes Coach, well, she, she, she... She could be collateral she, damage. Well, mm-hmm. she was also... She kind of... She called the dude. Yeah. Well, but she knew who he was. That's that's all... It, she wasn't involved in the crime. No, but she, well, called, she called the dude, which... Well, well, I think I don't know. Well, well, here, well, she was leveraging her. No, I'll call him. I'll call him to to warn to them. Warn, and you know, her real plan was to warn them rather than. Yeah, I don't know. Give, it's just I, mean, I, I, I think she honestly intended initially to Ooh. just call him and, and bring him in. It could and be, then, and, and, and then, then she just changed and, her mind. Well, at the, the last way second. that Mario was looking at her, she, she just like stares at him and she makes that decision. Like, mm. I have to do what Mario wants me to do. Yeah, stay yeah. away, run. 
you know, and yeah, like I don't. I think by that point she finally she was like, oh shit, yeah, like she realized, yeah. oh, no matter what's hap- what yeah, happens, like, or she's I, gonna die. So she's like, okay, I'll call so I don't die. And then she, he looks at her, and she's just like, oh shit, yeah, we she are doesn't matter whether I called or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's where that's the only place where I think she would have been like haze code complicit. I guess. I guess. But also. Haze code wise, she was running around with her nipples. This out. is true. She was. She was. <laughs> so. so it's also kind of like the the rule of horror films. Yeah, the slut dies. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. was having a good sexual <laughs> she was, relationship. Yes, that she was comfortable in. Yeah, so that means so that she woman, can't. Yeah, can't woman survive. comfortable in her sexuality, you have to die. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. So one way or another, we kind of all knew she was going to bite it. Yeah. <laughs> Although you know, let, let's be fair. France does not have the Puritan no. history that America no. does. No, therefore, having not. sex does not necessarily mean you have to die. No, no. no, it doesn't. I need to watch more French horror films and find out. Oh yeah, <laughs> actually, uh, French I just horror, want to watch empirical evidence must be for science. For science, science. Yeah. I just need to watch more French films in general. Yes, I enjoy yes. French films, yeah. oh, French and film we will good. we will watch several of them. Yay! Because the era of French noir is fascinating. Yeah, I bet. Um, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, it, it, every you know when everybody talks about French cinema these days, usually they go back to like the New Wave and Truffaut and Godard and mm-hmm. all those guys. The generation of filmmakers before them, just immediately before them, were just fascinating. Uh, so even though you know Dassin was an American director, even though he was making this film in France. I tend to lump him in stylistically with a lot of these other guys, mm-hmm. like Jean-Pierre Melville and uh, Georges Henry Clouseau, because we're going to watch Wages of Fear at some point soon, because <laughs> <laughs> it is so totally in the same family of high-end suspense. And these guys just knew how to do this stuff. It, it's great filmmaking. This is one of my favorite suspense films of all time because it, it is just it genuinely nail biting. It gets in there. Like yeah. at the end and you're like you're so close and like ugh. Yeah. But it, you know the masterwork being though the, the heist because that is it's oh. 32 minutes long. Jesus. There is no music. Gorgeous. There is no dialogue. Yeah. And well there's piano keys. But that's not, <laughs> not that's dialogue. It, that's not just, music. Not, that's yeah. Just, and um, George Auric, who was the composer on this movie, felt very strongly that scene should have music. He's like, oh, God, that's going to be a disaster. So on his own time, he composed this grand piece of music for that scene. And Jules Dessen basically said, okay, all right, I got your piece of music. I'm going to show you something. He showed George Auric the the scene twice, once with the music mm-hmm. and once without. And at the end, Auric went, you're right, it's better without. Damn. Yeah, yeah. And and it, it's such a potent scene. Oh, it is. Every little sound, mm-hmm. it, it becomes so focused. And just even beyond that, watching the... The ingenuity. Yeah, like the umbrella that, thing. Yeah, the umbrella was really brilliant. brilliant. Oh, yeah. So, like, the big chunks didn't fall in and hit the table or the desk yeah, or whatever. Yeah, set off the motion like, arms. Yeah. It was just And amazing. the, the, it, it's just beautiful. I remember something that uh, C. Robert Cargill said once about why he doesn't like Jackie Brown is because he feels like it's a failure of the heist 
Oh, okay. um, format because theory is that there are like two ways a heist film can go. You know how the plan is going to play out and then you watch it fall apart when it comes to the real thing. Or you don't know how the plan is going to play out and you are fascinated watching how it does mm -hmm. and, you know, how they solve all these problems. And definitely this film sets that up. I mean, you, mm -hmm. you are given some of the information ahead of time. Like, you know how they're going to disable the alarm, which is a wonderful scene oh, in itself. Mm -hmm. That's brilliant. Too. But beyond that, like, you, you, there's no setup for the umbrella or, mm -hmm. or the, you know, the rope getting in or getting through the back of the safe. Oh, or, all, yeah. all we know is they're going to come in through the ceiling and then, and that's it. And yeah. Well, I noticed, well, I remembered him saying we need three hours once we're in. Yeah. yeah two thing. hours for the ceiling, three two hours, hours for the, the store. Ceiling, three hours for the store. And I'm like, what are they going to do in the store for three yeah. freaking hours? They're going to quietly and drill through And then they're going to quietly hand drill through metal. <laughs> yes. Motherfucking yeah. metal. Like, mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. This this film was um, first of all it was a huge international hit. It it wound up being a big hit against the blacklist because it uh, you know Dessen who had been blacklisted for so long by the time he made it went to France and made it and it was huge. And then like a couple years later, that's when uh, Dalton Trumbo got uh, invited to openly write Spartacus and Exodus. So. This was like part of the the crumbling of that system. So, with it being a huge international hit, soon there were all these copycat robberies happening. So, like Mexican authorities had to pull it from theaters. Oh I think gosh. French authorities had to pull it from theaters. Wow, <laughs> that's well, amazing. Like, when you come up with a good idea, well, yeah. I mean the 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 eureka moment. The biggest eureka moment is the. You don't actually have to disable the alarm. You just have to just, make sure nobody hears it. Yeah, the bell. Yeah. 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 Which is just like, ding, of course. Mm -hmm. Especially with physical bells. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, if somebody got pissed off at an alarm clock one day and went, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, it's just awesome. So here's something, you know, unless you actually looked on IMDb that you probably don't know. Um, so Caesar, our our Milanese yes. character, is played by Dessen himself. Really? That is the director. Wow. Oh. And the only reason he's playing that role is because the previous actor had to drop out last minute because of contract conflicts or something like that. So it's like, uh, 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 I guess I'll play him. <laughs> wow. I'm around, so I guess I'll play Caesar. So an interesting thing that got thrown in, um... First of all, this whole movie is based on a novel by, uh, oh, what the frick is his name? Uh, I can't even remember. It's it's kind of this... Um, it, hang on, it's, it yeah. is um, Auguste, uh, Auguste Le Breton? Yes, that's him. That's him. So the original book is much, much longer than what we saw in the story here. The heist is just a tiny portion of the book. And so when Dessen decided to make the movie... It's like, this is the core right here. Boom. We're doing the heist bit and that's it. Once he wound up playing Caesar, he, um, Caesar. <laughs> I, I can't figure out how to print. Cause we're super American. Caesar. Caesar. Um, when he wound up playing Caesar, that character actually survives in the book. Oh. Uh -huh. So he added the death of Caesar scenes as kind of a 
commentary about how he was being treated by the blacklist. Oh. Kind of like this obscure little uh-huh. reference for himself. Yeah, okay. And, okay. you know, first of all, they're, you they're know the oddly. Rules. You know the rules. Yeah. And, and those, the way those scenes Oh, those scenes are amazing. Shot, yeah. Just, just Caesar's uh, scenes. Yeah. When he's taken into that backstage or, or beneath the stage section mm-hmm. with all the, the props and the scenes. Mm-hmm. And how that's done as a first-person camera shot. Yeah, and, and from, held. from his perspective until he's shoved forward uh-huh. into the scene. That was really, really cool. And then when we come upon him to find out that he has not been killed, mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that he was not killed in the process of giving up his friend, he he does not have a scratch on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with You know, that could just be the films of the era, but it's kind of implied that he just talked without much provocation right and to see there he is he he has every chance to survive except he is brutally honest about the fact that he ratted out his friend mm-hmm. and when he finds out he's dead that's it yeah, that's it this is, i know what i deserve like yeah but those scenes are just so brilliantly shot well yeah it's really rare to see a point of view shot handheld mm-hmm. Be- mm-hmm. well i don't know if it was truly handheld but it was Clearly, the the camera was being jostled to yeah, make it look yeah. like, like this. it was actually seeing through the character's eyes. You don't see shots like that very often in films of this era. No, no. It, that because the cameras were so big back then. Yeah, that's yeah, at especially. least part of it. Yeah, and um, yeah, so it was a, it was a tricky shot to pull off. It, this film didn't come up with it. Um, I know I've seen it much earlier yeah. than this. Mm-hmm. Like there's one particular Hitchcock film, and now I can't exactly place which one, but. You know, like a character is shot and you see the point of view and you see the character, like the oh, yeah, view yeah. stagger. So, but, you know, beyond that, there are a couple other movies that have used it. But it's still very rare to see in a film of this age. Well, mm-hmm. and I like, too, like, the the way he's tied, like, his death scene. Yeah. Now that you mentioned, like, the, the blacklist thing... That seems like a very like he's a sacrificial lamb of like yeah like, yeah it's the very, symbolism's like, kind of the there. way it's framed and stuff he's and the tr- way he's tied up trust up yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I can see where he would be poking at people there mm-hmm. who might recognize yeah. he was a little stuff. he was a little bitter about Gosh, the black well, I wonder why. why yeah I mean hmm well, he was he was so broke um when he decided to take this film that. You know, first of all, it was for no, pretty much no money whatsoever. Before filming, he wound up being at a casino with one of the producers and he had no money whatsoever. So he borrowed money from the producer to put a little bit on the, uh, the, I think it was the roulette wheel or something like that. And he put all the money on 18, which was the day they were going to start shooting, the 18th, and won. Wow. wow. So that was the money he, used to live off of for while he was making the movie. Damn. He just had just a rough, rough time. And like I said, this was a super cheap movie to make. There's a scene in here where um, very early in the movie when they're talking about bringing in... It's uh, Joe and Mario talking about Tony. No, it's all three of them in the scene. They're sitting in what looks like a cafe and out the window is the jewelers. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. There was no cafe there. They had a fake window and they put it in front of a table nice. on the, on the oh sidewalk. <laughs> yeah. That's brilliant. And they filmed, they filmed their little scene and done. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's really great. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, also, uh, Dessen refused to film on nice days. So yeah. the, oh, that explains all the rain. Yeah, so the weather was always super shitty for moodiness of the movie. <laughs> well, I, I liked the clouds, though. Like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and by the end, it's snowing. And it's like, yeah. oh, that's just shitty weather. Yeah. yeah. It's sleeting. Everybody's miserable. Nobody yeah. likes that weather. No. <laughs> well, at least that meant they have the nice days off. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. It's, I, it's I mean, like, oh, the really I'm going to have to work. Uh, weather's nice. Ooh, I got the day off. <laughs> he really pissed off the producers, though. It's like, oh, you're just wasting time. Time. It's like, no, seriously, there's a there's a reason to all this. Um, also, one of the reasons Dessen was called for this movie at all was because the original novel, the characters were all from North Africa. And this was at the time that France was having problems with Algiers. Ah. And so the the French producers said Okay, if we've got an American director, maybe that kind of like softens the tensions in there. And Dessen came in and goes, did you just ever consider just changing the characters to be French? And they went, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see, there's also, um, the jewels were actually genuine. Wow. Wow. They were on loan from an actual jeweler, uh, Jen Dessau. I don't know my jewelers, but they had to be guarded by the police. They were just brought in for the scene. And it's like, all right, shoot it. Okay, done. Take it back home. Uh, So for as tiny amount of money that this film had, the jewels were actually real. That's awesome. (laughs) Uh, Another fun little touch is the club that they're at is called L'Age d'Or. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is a reference to the Louis Buñuel film of the same name. Okay. Uh, I think one of the producers worked on both movies. Yeah, that makes kind sense. Of how that that worked out. That makes sense. Uh, what else? What else? This is one of Roger Ebert's great movies. Yeah, on his great movies list, as uh, it should be. Which is about three hundred and fifty films. Yeah. And any movie I yell at that much should be a great movie. Yeah. 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 Either that or a really shitty movie. We yelled a a lot at uh, Red Rock West, though. That That was still a great movie, but for completely different reasons. (laughs) Indeed. indeed. We enjoyed ourselves. We did. Absolutely. Oh, there was a lot of shouting. (laughs) That was just fun. It was. was That was great fun. Um, Another nice little thing about the movie, a little insider thing. Um, A lot of movies that were filmed over in Europe post-war... Several of them make really good use of bombed out cities, and particularly like Berlin Express, which oh, we're yeah. totally going to watch because it's amazing. And uh, the Third Man, of course. Yeah. Uh, you see a little bit of it here, too, yeah. Even though this was like ten years after the war, no. it took a while to rebuild. Yeah, and and definitely at the end they were in just this old bombed out yeah. building yeah. that that they're running around in, and of course you know. France got a huge amount of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had uh, talked earlier about, you know, Truffaut and Godard coming after these guys. Truffaut, when he wrote about Rafifi, said it was the best film noir he'd ever seen. And it was based on the worst noir novel he'd ever read. <laughs> <laughs> had he read any Mike Hamber novels? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that's a question <laughs> for the history books. 
<laughs> Monsieur Truffaut, have you read any Mickey Spillane? <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, that's that's about the the trivia I have about the film. You know, as I was saying earlier, the the cast of actors. I mean, even in French cinema, these guys don't show up in a whole lot of things. At least that we're Which familiar. Which is too bad with. because. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, all I'm going to blank on his name. John, the the guy who played the lead, the Jeremy yeah. Irons looking motherfucker. Motherfucker, yeah. Um, he he's he's a tremendous performer. He's he's a lot of fun to watch. He has great character to, to his face, and he's been in a lot of movies. It, he had a career that spanned many decades, but things that have been over to America right. and are easily available on DVD or streaming channels or whatever. There's pretty much nothing. I mean, Rafifi is his big one. Yeah. And then there's a 1934 five-hour-long Les Miserables <laughs> Which where I, he played Marius. I've seen part of it. <laughs> I've we, never braved it. We didn't watch the whole thing. It was like we were in French class in high school. Yeah. And, and she's like, here, just watch like 10 minutes of this and then we'll go watch a not sucky version yeah it takes patience yeah i haven't even for all the versions of of les mis that i've seen and or read that one i've never braved <laughs> yeah jean survey that is his name yes jean survey and i've seen a lot of french movies and pretty much the people in rafifi is like yep i have seen almost nothing else these guys have been yeah in. which is too bad because yeah. i felt like all of their even though they, you don't, may not have been like big names or whatever. Like, there, I felt all of their portrayals were really genuine. Well, yeah, like, they're, they're they were good all, actors. They're fine. Like, yeah. I felt like they were all human people. Like nobody, even even like the people, even like the drug guy who we didn't really, you know, get into like his character or whatever. Mm -hmm. He didn't feel like a, a cardboard cutout. He wasn't two dimensional. It felt like, you know. There was still stuff behind it, and I think that was oh, yeah. mostly due to their acting. Well, I feel like um, most of these guys are probably like we've seen a lot of noir, especially like the one immediately previous to this. You know, since it was also made on a small budget, it was almost entirely American character actors, yep. and it's like we know Jack Elam because we grew up seeing Jack Elam all over the place. Yeah, but is he right. known overseas? I don't know. Yeah, so well, these these guys are probably the equivalent of you know the stock. Yeah character actors that pop up all over the mm -hmm. place and if we were french we'd totally know who they are mm -hmm. we're not french <laughs> nope we are decidedly nope. not french i am so not french i was wondering if you had any idea of the significance of uh Dessen's chosen pseudonym for his acting career he acted under the name uh Parlo Vida? I was wondering if yeah. you knew if there was I can't I'm furiously googling which is why I'm like really quiet right now. I'm yeah. like there's got to be significance of this. What is the significance? I cannot find anything. I thought maybe you might. Yeah, I don't know that one offhand. Okay. Cuz I feel like there has to be something. Like come yeah, on, really. there's got to be a story there somewhere. Listeners, if you know, please write us, comment. Yeah, yeah, please for the love of god, let me know cuz I'm going to go nuts. Tweet well, us something. We're, we're totally, you know what? I'll keep doing my homework and um we are totally going to watch more of Dissens movies oh, during this podcast because he also did Naked City, which we got to oh, see. Yes. yes. Naked City is great. And, uh, I don't know, I'll find some way to, like, shoehorn top copy in just because it's <laughs> fun. 
Ah, more heist movies, and that one's in color. <laughs> Yay! So, so yeah, he's he's a fun director. I love finding any sort of excuse to put his movies in front <laughs> of people these days. And and Melville, I was saying um, earlier that some excuse to play Army of Shadows during this podcast, <laughs> even though it's not it's not noir. It's a wartime film. It was made in in like 1969, but it certainly came from a guy who was. Uh, very big in the French noir movie making circuit. So eh, maybe I have some sort of leverage there. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) I just want like the heist scene. I want somebody to, to get some kind of music video made to it. You know, there's gotta be something, there's gotta be some piece of music that could work really well with that. I want somebody to like make a, uh, a dance track or something. Like, okay. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so there's this guy on YouTube. Uh, he goes by the name Pogo. Okay. And he does, uh, he takes movies, like he'll take a movie and he'll make a music track out of it. He'll pick all the mm-hmm. uh, the sound effects out of it and, and make an electronic. See, oh, that would be yeah. perfect. That's totally yeah. like something so they, that I would love. You know, maybe he takes the heist scene and takes all the little sounds out of mm-hmm, it and, mm-hmm. and makes a... That transformative cool. piece of music out of yeah. it. See, that's, I just want to see somebody take that and find some way to to just make a transformative work yeah. from it. I think it'd be, it's a great, great clean slate to start with. Oh, that'd I be mean, cool. I mean, it would be a completely different setting with music, but you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, just as, totally. as a backdrop for something yeah. else, I think it would be real, really cool. So. Well, yeah, and, and and even with the trappings of that whole heist sequence, there's something balletic about it, you know, yeah. like oh, right yeah. down to the fact that they were they're wearing, wearing ballet, ballet shoes. shoes. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> but it's, you know, they're, it, it's all visual, it's all, they're not talking to each other, but they're communicating with each other with their bodies and mm-hmm. and just completely, they're, they're like dancers mm-hmm. taking cues off of each other. And it's, it's beautiful. Oh yeah, so good. It's it's competence porn. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Except for the driving at the end. Well, and but the and and Caesar giving the the ring to <sighs> the the girl. But the heist, the heist is perfect. Yes, the heist, yes. absolute perfect. perfection. Just stop it with, before he climbs back down the rope to get the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the problem wasn't getting the ring. Yeah, the problem was giving it to the local well, girl. Yeah, to you know, girl. and the, I knew there was going to be something with her as soon as they, because they introduce him by being like, oh, he can never turn down a woman. I know, as soon as that yeah. happened, and I'm like, I was like, oh, oh damn it. The, the sex is going to be the downfall. Yep. <sighs> and it and, was. And how, okay, so in about half of these, there's some sort of completely shoehorned in little music <laughs> sequence, and this one is no exception. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that piece of music did not fit in this movie at all. No, no but it was a is, fascinating piece of music. It's a fascinating piece of music. And and it was the, a the really beautifully was done cool. scene. The, yeah. the, 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 uh, see, all it did was set up, this is why we named the film this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It was literally, did you wonder what this word means? Here, we will literally give you the explanation. Yeah, I, I feel like it would have been, it would have made more sense if it was like, um, slowed down, like maybe 10, 15%. So uh-huh. it got a little bit more sultry in it rather than just like running through that song at, at breakneck pace. Okay, yeah. so here's the thing I kind of know about, but not a lot. And I uh-huh. want to learn more. Around that time, there was... 
music like that was like a thing. You know, mm-hmm. like we had rock and roll and like Elvis and whatever. They oh, yeah. had music like that. And it was very sexual and very like, like I've listened to some of it and the mm-hmm. translations are just downright dirty. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. and so like, I think as far as like, if you looked at the other music that was going on at the time, it might not seem so shoehorned. That's true. It might not seem as out of place to somebody who... If if you were watching a ton of film right, from that exactly. time, exactly, it yeah. might be like, oh well, yeah, we're watching from film from that time, so it's well, this it's, is this is where that belongs. Kind of like how you know, like the jazz numbers, like yeah, they're yeah. not they're they're shoehorned in, but we don't they're ubiquitous. Yeah. It's like oh yeah. well, yeah, we're watching right. Obviously, there has to be a jazz number. Yeah. Or, you know, if you're watching Bollywood, it's like, okay, we have music now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Music yeah. video time now. Mm-hmm. Stop the plot. Music mm-hmm. video time happens now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love Bollywood. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it it's an interesting scene. And yet, you know, usually when we see it play out, it's the the sex kitten uh, seductress coming out to yeah, you know, usually... slowly purr out her song. And this mm-hmm. one is like charging through it. <laughs> or, or it's to set up the set up the character of the singer yeah. right like because usually it's like okay this is going to be a a big player in some way mm-hmm. in this film and, and she is because she ends up being the downfall mm-hmm. of our crew but it's it's usually like it's more of a backdrop to something whereas mm-hmm. in this case it just felt like and now we have the musical number which the only real thing that it set up was the name of the film and the relationship with Cesar. so right. Right. like so it could have either been pared down mm-hmm. or left to run in the background of more happening in the film. Oh, yeah. I think that would have felt like yeah. the flow would have worked better if it were like if we were cutting away to other dealings mm-hmm. and then cutting back. Yeah, and and I feel like there's some sort of contractual obligation happening there. It's yeah, like, plunk here it is, and Dessen was doing whatever he could with it. And and I feel like the the scene later where she's stretching and the musicians uh-huh. are that was an ready. awesome scene. That was though. amazing. Mm-hmm. That I loved that. And she reminded me very much of um Audrey Hepburn a little bit. Yeah, in, yes. in, that scene. in, in her little cat suit. Yeah, and stretching yeah. And just and... The, her demeanor. Mm-hmm. Just the sprightliness of her. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of a little bit. But the, I love the the go lightliness of her. Yeah. Ah, I switched yeah. it there. But uh uh but also the um just the way that they layered the music in that scene where it was piece by piece the musicians started yeah. joining her in her humming and stretching and you know, I, I I liked that because it was like the gentle lead in to all hell breaking loose. Mm-hmm. It was kinda like the the calm before the storm. Yeah. So I did like that particular portion a lot better than mm-hmm. the whole musical number. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as like other 50s movies, though, where they put in the whole like um, fashion show. Oh, God. <sighs> Although once it goes really over the top. Yeah. That's what that's it was. That's it's entertaining. And it's fine. But, I, but they still, it still bothers me when they do it. <laughs> oh, God. Like, I'm like, can I just have, like, two hours of the fashion shows without the plot around oh, them? Yeah. And then just, like... Yeah. I, have you ever seen Touch of Venus? No. Oh, I think I need to. Yes. Um, totally unrelated to film noir, so sadly we won't watch it here. But it's a... Uh, um, well, it's kind of related in that if you've ever seen Strangers on a Train, the guy who plays Bruno, huh? uh, that gentleman stars in Touch of Venus. Oh, nice. Uh, opposite, oh, I for- 
I forget who it is, a lovely statuesque woman who, it's basically kind of the plot of Mannequin, except it's like the goddess Venus shows up in a department <gasps> store. And, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I might have seen at least part of it. Probably. It, it's one of those movies that people have caught like 15 minutes of and TCM well, and they go, what the hell is yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I saw it on like a, you know... This were costumes of the 50s yeah. thing on TCM or something. And they're like, this is from Touch of Venus. And yeah, probably. And very much what you're talking about. Yes. Yes. Anyway, Farfield. Farfield. This is me rambling. This oh. is the rambly episode. Of <laughs> yeah. Education well, that's because it's almost blah, blah time. Oh, and yeah. It's, it's late. Local time in your country. <laughs> 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 Insert really late time here. <laughs> So anyway, um, I'm about out of things to say. Did you guys have anything else to um, add? Stop putting kids in danger just to fuck with my emotions. Okay. Um, I'll do my best. Spoiler to- alarm, they haven't stopped doing that. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, I am so glad the kid did not get hold of a real gun. Oh, yeah. God, that, that kid was, was waving super... it, And there's this one part where he actually puts it to the dude's head and, like, pulls the trigger, and I'm like, oh, my God! And you know that Jules Dissin was like, yeah, film that. Because <laughs> that kid was probably no, just... No, he was just, like, doing, was just playing he was around. He being a kid. Yeah, like, yeah absolutely. Do, do, do. I'm the good player, my that- God. That scene was just so intense. And oh, just, yeah. Uh-huh. The, the, the combination of the music and the angles they used to yes. film. And just, oh. The kid's just like swinging the sleeve around on the coat and I'm just like, ah, yeah, stop and, it. And, you, and the kid's <laughs> messing like, with my he's head. in the front seat, he's in the, the back, back seat, he's in the front, you know, he's, he's climbing all over the car over. and like, ah. Uh, uh, it was oh. so, so tense and, for me. And poor Jeremy Irons looking dude is just like, <laughs> he's just I'm like, I'm just trying to fuck. And oh, don't look at the trees. Oh. Yeah, at the yeah. stoplight, he sits, in, he's like at the stoplight, and I'm like, oh my god, good, you stopped the car. Die now. Green. Die now. <laughs> and like, then he doesn't, and the cop is like, okay, let's drive. And he's like, oh yeah, fuck, I'm driving. Right, I was driving. And I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. Yeah, don't don't get shot and drive. So no. upsetting. That's yeah. like worse than did, drinking and driving. Did we not learn this in, in Asphalt Jungle? Yes. I and we really should have. Yeah. Yeah, because then you just end up in a field of horses who eat you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Except he didn't. Yeah. All the, all the well, women who are going down to the patisserie uh, yeah. women were eating him instead. This got dark. Well, no, I... <laughs> No, it worked. It totally worked. <laughs> oh, I'm glad. <laughs> oh no! Oh, oh yeah! Wait, wait, wait! I need to. Oh, they're throwing things at me now. Shit! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He agreed. Call I'm back. Sorry. Call back. I'm sorry. I'll do it again. Oh man. Oh, lucky we had those soy sauce packets. So we'll just wrap this one up. <laughs> I am ashamed. I'm sorry. No, never no. be ashamed. Don't be, be ashamed. proud be of proud. yourself. Be proud. We're proud Walk of you. Tall. <laughs> Walk tall and make hideous noises with your mouth. <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> I, I deserve it. Go. Yep. Okay. <laughs> sorry, dear listeners. We're being, we're being terribly visual. Okay, so. 
thank you for joining us on Real Education Noir. We'll stop this here before it gets sillier and less comprehensible to our video audience. So I have been Melissa and I have been joined by Tanya and Allie. And uh, the three of us will return in a couple-ish weeks and we will discuss Pick Up on South Street. Ooh. Yes. You're going to like this one. You're going to really like this one. All right. So uh, go ahead and uh, track down the next movie, guys. And we will see you uh, later. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Bye. 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 We hope you enjoy our film fixation. We'll see you next time on Anwar Education. Thank you for joining us for a Real Education Noir. New episodes arrive on the 7th and 21st of every month. You can find our podcasts and social media feeds on our website at realedunoir.com. Special thanks to Tim Wick, Jeffrey Brown, and Chad Dutton for our theme music. If you like our show, you might also like our parent podcast, A Real Education, which discusses all genres of film. You can find it on the web at realedu.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time.